Yo, welcome back or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Foods. This is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back to another week, everybody. What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another week, another episode. Like we say every week, like us, rate us, follow us, review us, share us out to all you can folk about us as we try to grow this Educated Food Empire. Uh, just realized I forgot to start the intro music, but it is what it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll go in there eventually (laughs) uh, if i feel like it i would i'll do it in in post-production we'll see (laughs) okay but um this week we talking carly russell um we talking rap in general but i think we're gonna focus on some female rappers um we got an educated and foolish this week and then um potential update on what the next episode will look like to get y'all interested um, and, and mm. coming back but before we hop into yeah. all that yeah. um, let's check in how you doing this week man yeah i'm doing great man just got back from vacation yesterday well i'm actually technically still on vacation because i don't go back to work until tomorrow i took this day off because i was like yeah i'm gonna need a wind up to to go back to work and so today is my wind up day like coming from the, the wind down getting wound back up and getting ready to, uh, you know, go back to work tomorrow. And I'm glad I took this day because we got in pretty late last night due to our flight being a little bit delayed. And so that was great that, you know, to have this this day. But, man, we were in Puerto Rico for the last week, and it was absolutely amazing. I do not blame anyone who stays in Puerto Rico all their life, does not leave the island and just wants to live there and chill because it's pretty chill. It's a vibe. And one woman on the plane was like, you ain't even seen nothing. If you were just in old San Juan and like Condado and some other places, uh, that's not even the half of it. You just tip the iceberg. I'm like, oh, shit. So we definitely going back. Now, here's the thing, though. I'm not sure if I'm alive right now or not. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm saying this because our plane took a hard dip when we were coming out of uh, San Juan. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, (laughs) it's pretty bad. And I'm a terrible flyer. So the woman next to me, she was native Puerto Rican. She lives in in Maryland here. And so she was next to me. She grabbed my arm, like, real tight. So me and my partner, we got split up because, of course, we didn't do what we were supposed to do, which was, you know, go get our seat assignments when we got to the flight because we didn't have a seat, assigned the seats. And we waited till we were walking up to get an assigned seat and we were sitting away from each other. So I'm all the way in the back of the plane. He's all the way in the front of the plane. And this old woman, like, grab, clutches my arm and holds it for dear life. I'm like, baby, <laughs> if we going down, I'm just as terrified as you. <laughs> So I'm not gonna reassure you that everything is gonna be okay. Okay, well, okay. I mean, we gonna die. She just wanted y'all to hug together in y'all final moments. I think that's what yes. she because it ain't shit y'all can do. Nope, she needed some human connection. But you know what was funny is uh, we from that we sparked a conversation. Her and her friend were flying. I think they were lesbians. I don't know, but uh, they, they sparked some conversation. Oh, we sparked some conversation, and it was pretty dope for the rest of the flight. And it was a little bumpy, like, you know, I can deal with a little bumps and stuff like that, but not a hard dip when we go, when we trying to get the plane in the air. Mm-hmm. That ain't my idea of fun. And that's exactly what happened. So I'm like, am I actually alive right now? I don't know. <laughs> we'll give it a week. 
<laughs> okay. How about you, brother? How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm good. A weekend kind of filled with nothing. Um, I had like one thing okay. to do this weekend. Other than that, just just chilled at the crib. Um, yeah. which don't get to do all too often. So I right. definitely appreciate the weekends where I don't have to do anything and I can just sit and yeah. sit and chill. Um, but other than that, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you know, summer at work. When people think it's slow down, it don't. <laughs> it never stops. I was like, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a professor, so my summers are hectic. Um, right. But you know, other than that, but getting back on your vacay, I always say like you need a vacation for your vacation, right? Yeah. That's why we didn't do it this year. We're coming back on like a Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember um, mm-hmm. what our flights are for our vacation, but yeah, we enjoy going and coming back on like a Friday, which gives us the weekend, mm, right? Yes, gives us yes. the weekend to like, just not just, do anything, relax, and then go back at it on a Monday versus like flying back in on a Sunday and then like trying to get back to work on that Monday. Cause it's, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. It's a struggle. You yeah. need, you need time to come back to reality, right? You spend, <laughs> you spend a week away drinking, sitting on the beach, just enjoying life. Mm. And then you get snapped right back into work. It's a rough one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Nope. Yeah. We try not to take as many vacation days. So we we go midweek to midweek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. done that one, too. Um, and I just take the back end of the of the week off. You got so. you. But, yeah. I enjoy midweek to midweek just because, yeah, like that Saturday and Sunday, you're at some places kind of busy, but like in the middle of the week, mm-hmm. it's like, it's chill. Yeah. It's relaxing. Ain't nobody around. Yeah. So. But then now I'm starting to realize though, like we really are gone technically four days. So we might as well take that last day and just go weekend to weekend mm-hmm. and just, you know, have that, have that just take off that whole week. So we might have to reconfigure this thing out. Cause we only saving like one vacation day with our current <laughs> schedule. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you might as well use it. <laughs> might as well use it. Might as well use oh, it. Yeah. Might as well use it. Uh, you end up using it on the back end because you get there, you're like, I'm too tired to go to work. <laughs> yup. So you use yep. it anyway. So Because I did today. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yep. but I, I'm i happy you, you got some time away, man. I was able to, to enjoy that. Um, I feel like, I mean, everyone deserves that. And yeah. maybe you can't make it to Puerto Rico or somewhere, but figure it out. You in California, hop on one of those quick uh, Ensenada cruises. It's like a, mm. run you down to Mexico real quick. Yeah. Um, but also because I saw people kept sending me this clip on uh, Instagram. Yo, if you're on a cruise, when they let you off that boat and they tell your ass to be back at 430. You better be back by four thirty. Have you seen that clip? <laughs> y'all, y- y'all play all day. Uh, have you seen that? Have you seen that that clip of that little girl and her mom is asking her like, "Who are you supposed to be for Black History Month?" And the little girl's like, "You play around. <laughs> y'all play around. Y'all play around too damn much. Yeah. And them boats is leaving y'all. Yeah, you get left. Like they not waiting on you. They're not like this. Ain't a field trip. This ain't a school field trip." They don't have nope. to bring you back. Like, nope. They will leave your ass on that island or whatever place you at. You yep. will get left. So yep. stop playing with these people, man. 
thing. Like, and oh, you have to figure out your arrangements. Yeah, you got to figure out a way to get back home. Now you got to get a flight. You probably ain't got the money for the flight because you took a cheap no. little cruise, thought it was going to be fun. Uh-huh. Now you stranded in Mexico. Probably ain't yeah. even got a passport. Only got a birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you, 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 you got to do better. You have right, to do yeah. better. Right, come on, people. Come on. Um, have to do better. So let's, uh, let's get into this heavy topic a little bit, and then we'll jump into yeah. some lighter stuff on the back end. Um, yep. a, a topic that was heavy on your, heavy on your mind, um, it's the mystery, I would say, right about now. As it relates to Carly Russell, yeah, right, yeah. And so, f- mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, you know, lead us into the story. Let us know. Yeah. So around nine thirty on July thirteenth, Carly Russell, who is from Hoover, Alabama, reported on the side of the road that there was a child, a toddler, just walking at night. And if you've taken a look at the footage, it's pretty dark. You know how it is when you're riding along, you know, you're riding along the right lane. You can see what's in the shoulder or whatever have you, or a little bit of what's in the grass off to the distance or whatever have you. So Carly reported that she saw a toddler on the highway. She was coming from work, headed home. She had just ordered some food. She was on the phone with her family. And so, you know, everything was, you know, a pretty typical night for her leaving work, all that kind of stuff like that. What happened was when she saw the kid on the side of the road, she was telling her mom that, hey, there's this kid on the side of the road. I'm going to pull over and see what's going on or pull over to, you know, see if the child needs help or whatever have you. And so there's video footage or highway footage of Carly pulling over and you see her there. She pulls over. There's no other footage that is being shown right now of what happened immediately after. I'm curious to see what that footage looked like. But what then proceeds to happen is the family, uh, the mom said that she heard some scuffles or whatever have you. And it sounds like, you know, some muffled stuff, like somebody was trying to take her phone or whatever have you, or she dropped her phone. We, We just don't know, right? She then proceeds to disappear. So they go to the traffic mile marker where she reported the child and all that kind of stuff like that, where she reportedly was abducted and her car is still there. The blinkers are still on. Her wig is on the ground. Her cell phone's on the ground, but Carly's missing. So a few days go by, maybe what, two days, two, three days, I think it was. Two days. And everybody is like, yep. Everybody is posting, you know, hashtag Carly Russell, like we wishing her a safe return, missing, all that kind of stuff like that. I post this stuff. Everybody posts this stuff. Then Carly turns up within 48 hours back at her home. Now, that is a blessing, right? That's a blessing. Great. Hallelujah. But then we get to the Internet, okay? And here's where shit goes left. Because people on the internet who prayed for her safe return, who prayed that she would make it home or whatever have you, are now equating her to Jesse Smollett, right? Saying that she lied, she made the whole thing up, she didn't get abducted, any of this other kind of stuff like that. And no one knows what the actual situation is. I've seen TikToks where people say we need to give her a mental health evaluation and all this other kind of shit like that. And I'm like, when did you all become psychotherapists? 
When did you all become trauma-informed medical practitioners? When did you all become credible journalists and things of that nature to determine if this young lady is not telling the truth, if she is telling the truth, or whatever have you? Can you all just sit and wait to hear what the situation is before you make these kinds of jokes and these kinds of, because this could have been a, a, a life-threatening situation and women go abducted all the time. Sex trafficking in this country is very real, especially in the Southeast. Atlanta is the hub of sex trafficking for the United States. Alabama is chiching right next door. <laughs> if it's pervasive in a major metropolitan area like Atlanta, you can bet and believe that it happens in rural places like Hoover, Alabama, right outside of Birmingham. So that's the story. That's the situation. And that's what's got me hot is that everybody is making up these, you know, these stories about what they believe happened. Everybody is saying that she's not credible, like she is lying about the situation. She needs a mental health evaluation and all types of other crazy crap. So I don't know. What's your take on this, brother? So there's 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 two things I think happening with this story. Yeah. Maybe three after mm -hmm. I talk it out. But two things two things I know off the top of my head right now. Mm -hmm. One, we're suffering like we're in the information age, right? It's the yeah. same thing we suffered with with Jamie Foxx, right? When yeah. Jamie Foxx had this medical mystery, he was hospitalized, his family said, Pray for us, and then they were silent. Everybody was upset that they were silent after asking for prayers. Everybody needed an update. Everybody wanted an update. Everyone felt entitled to an update, like immediately. And even now, right, you see clips of him out and about now. So we know he's well, yeah. but we still yeah. have no answers to, like, what happened, right? And are we owed that, right, as fans, as consumers? No. Like, we're not, right? But we feel the need, right, because social media has made us believe no, you let us into your world. We deserve all of your world. So let me know what's wrong. Let me know what happened. Right. And I'm pretty sure Jamie Foxx is going to do an interview one day and they're going to explain everything. But it's all on their timeline. But we're not we're no longer good with people's timeline. Right. Because Twitter, Instagram, like all this stuff happens immediately. So we need immediate answers. So that's kind of what's happening right now with Carly. Mm -hmm. She's back and people want immediate answers like not giving her the space and time to deal with this trauma because whatever happened probably is traumatic. Yes. Probably is traumatic because I doubt someone will fake a kidnapping just for attention, right? Yeah. Now, there was, um, because it was based on a book, um, Gone Girl, right, where there mm -hmm. was a white woman who did fake her kidnapping, whatever. But she was off having an affair. She wanted money. She wanted all these other things. But once again, you got to let an investigation play out. That investiga investigation played out for years Yeah. before all these things kind of rolled and you figured all that out. So you got to wait. Yeah. All right. So one is the information age. The second thing, it's I blame investigation discovery <laughs> i blame yep. um all these true crime podcasts which i love true crime i love true crime as well driving driving into work driving into work i'm listening i was listening to a true crime podcast right like i love true crime 
But what yep. true crime has once again has developed in our society now, it's all these fake true crime, like all these fake investigators, right? Yep. Like everyone now thinks they are qualified to break down a quick, blurry, dark security cam footage, right? And mm-hmm. now they have all these stories of how this can't be real, how it's faked. There's no baby in the video. Uh, yeah. like all these different things right and also i mean we do live in an age where like there's cameras everywhere yeah so i understand the urge of, like there got to be more footage of her in this 48 hour time span from somewhere somewhere yeah right and there probably is but once again let the police do their job yeah let them do their job let them investigate give her the time she needs to be able to speak if she ever wants to speak right like we just don't allow people and give people that time in today's day and age and those are the those are the bigger issues that has like inflated this story for carly it's is that it's just simply we can't wait on information and everyone thinks they know what's going on because they've seen a few documentaries here and there and they're like well there has to be video evidence right um maybe maybe not maybe maybe not yeah and it was pretty dark outside so it might not catch everything yeah for sure so like i understand people want answers like i'm not saying you shouldn't want answers like yes naturally i am curious i want i'm curiously i really will want to know kind of what happened Mm -hmm. Um, because it is it is a strange story yeah right like woman goes missing for 48 hours and then she show up on her parents doorstep you typically don't really get too many of those stories. I mean, we got yeah. one last week or two weeks ago where like somebody was supposed to be missing for eight years only to find out that they weren't missing for eight years. <laughs> um, they were like, they were found at home. It's like, well, they weren't missing. They actually were found days later. It just never got reported out that this person wasn't missing. Um, oh, okay. Gotcha. Right. Like, no, they were found. Yeah. They've been with their parents. So, but it intrigues us because there's so many missing people out in this world, particularly due to sex trafficking, where yes. women and young girls disappear, disappear. Um, and mm-hmm. we don't get too many stories of them ever making it back home. Right. So this is a feel good story and we should treat it as such. And we're not. It's one of those things where society has conditioned the world to not believe black women. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and let's be very clear, just because it's unusual does not mean it's impossible. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to differentiate between the two, right? They say that it's very unusual for a plane to crash out the sky. However, it is not impossible, mm-hmm. okay? which is why sometimes I'm feeling like I don't know if I'm here right now. It is not it is not impossible, but it's unusual, right? It doesn't happen often. And there have been instances where people have been taken, kidnapped, and stuff like that, and they've escaped and got away and turned up a few days later somewhere else, right? Those are situations that have happened. It's unusual, but it happened. And as you said, Jeff, you know what I'm saying? Like, it literally is a situation where we have to wait and see. We have to let this thing play out. And we can't let our curiosity get the best of us because we're, we're, we're human, right? 
we are curious as to, okay, well, what happened? But does Carly owe her us her story? The answer is no. She never has to speak on this to us, ever. And that would be perfectly okay. But, however, it would make the internet sleuths real disoriented and upset and mad because she did not share her situation. And it also brings me to the thing about what the hell are y'all praying for when y'all are asking for prayers and stuff like that? Or when you are retweeting, pray for this person or pray for that person, pray for a safe return, putting up missing signs and stuff like that. What are you actually doing that for? Because if you're not doing it for the safe return of that person, if you're not doing it in well wishes and hopes that that person will be returned, what the hell are you doing it for? Because you all literally are contradicting yourselves with these crazy arguments that y'all are making on Twitter, on Facebook, all that kind of stuff like that. You name it. You're making the arguments that, oh, I don't believe her. She lying. Da, 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 da. Don't nobody just turn up. All this other kind of stuff. This another Jesse Smollett situation. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. But you just prayed that she should be safely returned. You think anyone who kidnapped her is going to... Pe- Put a bow on her, wash her up, make her look real nice and smell real nice, and drop her on her doorstep? Y'all think that's what's about to happen? No. If this woman returned back to her home on her own, and she had a situation where she had a scuffle or whatever have you, whatever, you name it. She had a traumatic incident where she had to overcome that traumatic incident to get to back to her family. It doesn't matter where she was. She's out on the highway, an African-American woman, 26 years of age, at night, in rural Alabama, outside of Birmingham. It's 930. Birmingham itself, the city, I don't want no parts of it, probably would not be out there at 930 in the city as a six-foot, 200-pound man, because Birmingham scares the hell out of me, okay? I remember the Birmingham bombings and stuff like that, when they used to call it Bombingham in the 60s. Birmingham, Alabama just sounds like racism, okay? <laughs> it just sounds like racism, and, and, and it stinks of it when you go in the city. Literally, it is poverty and racism to me, that whole state. And I don't care if we got listeners from Alabama who don't agree with me, whatever. You're going to have to deal with that on your own. These are my thoughts. And I feel like Alabama smells of racism and poverty. Okay. Now, moving forward, (laughs) back to Carly. What I will say is (sighs) with her situation, again, she's on a rural highway at night, 930. She's a black woman. Something, Something traumatic happened to that girl. If it was a mental health crisis, if it was an abduction, if it was maybe she just fell down into a ravine or something like that, right? All of that is trauma. All of that is traumatic. Maybe she got disoriented and lost. Who knows? Okay? All of it. Trauma. Somebody even said on Twitter, oh, she she puffed a J and got high and went on a trip. And I'm like, well, one, she works in the medical health profession. So I'm sure they regularly test her for your do your analysis to make sure that she is not on drugs, okay? And even if that is the case, that's still trauma. That's still a traumatic situation. 
I've taken a trip before on some bad stuff and woke up in a place where I was like, I was perfectly safe, but I felt disoriented, weird, and weirded the fuck out from that. And again, it's trauma. Y'all have to stop looking through the lens of your own personal self and put yourself in the lens of someone else. And that's the problem that I see nowadays with people is that you don't want to put yourself in someone else's situation. You're always looking from your own personal social location and never from someone else's. What could be traumatic to them? And that's part of the problem for me. No empathy. No empathy. No, empathy. Man, that, that went out about a decade ago. <laughs> we we don't we don't allow grace anymore. Um nope. it's just yeah, we it's crazy. The the whole like oh she she was tripping out on something, right? That's I don't know if y'all remember a story um happened in 2009. Um I was looking up the documentary when you said it. It's on HBO. Mm-hmm. Something wrong with Aunt Diane. Oh yeah. On HBO. So in 2009, I remember that. Um a woman drove the wrong way on the highway, mm-hmm. crashed, um killing herself and seven other people. Right? Mm-hmm. And what came out of that was she was she had high levels of alcohol and THC in her system. Right? So she yep. had a bad trip and like flipped out. Um the family don't believe that because they say that's not who she was. She never did those things, but obviously it's hard for family to, you know, come to grips with certain things um we all had like a crackhead in our family that we just didn't want to admit like yo he's also <laughs> um but that's i mean that's kind of what people go to um but yeah empathy what's that what's yeah. that what's that i don't know because yeah and, and you're absolutely right some families just don't want to come to grips with the fact that people do certain things i've done things that my family would be appalled <laughs> they'd be like what you did what my family would never believe you if I told you half some of the stuff I did in college. They would not believe it. They thought I was this book smart nerd who was down at Georgia State getting this <laughs> high fancy fluting education. Boy, I was partying. Was I getting the grades? Yes. But was I partying? Absolutely. Was I on all types of... Well, I ain't gonna talk about that, but... <laughs> <laughs> the point is people have lives. And I've lived a couple. <laughs> but with this college situation, though, I want us to practice empathy. I want us to practice some, as, as, as Jeff mentioned, some grace with people. You, you're not owed a story. If she never comes out with a story, so be it. Mm-hmm. I would be perfectly okay with it and perfectly comfortable knowing that this young lady is back home, regardless of what the situation is. Because, again, too many people of color go missing in this country and we do not take it seriously we only take it seriously when it's when it's gabby potatoes right like other than that and and she was with somebody who her boyfriend that fucking killed her so this nigga said gabby that the family Potato. trusted <laughs> but again but again if it's a black woman we have no empathy we have no care it is all about proving that person wrong and things of that nature and that's a part of the problem that's it. That's part of the problem. Y'all, y'all are the, y'all are part of the problem. I said it. Yeah. All right, let's move on. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, and speaking of problems, 
there's a problem with the and it's it's hard for me like because <laughs> I'm a man, right? So this topic mm-hmm. gonna get me in trouble. But anyway, who cares? Um there's a problem with female rappers. Yeah. Like there is a problem with female rappers. Um and it hit me and you brought it up randomly, right? But I was driving yesterday, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And I had my, you know, I had my Apple Music going. The last thing I was playing ended, so you know how they like just play something similar. Right, some random stuff. Yeah, and uh, Eve sent like who's that girl from Eve came on. And I was okay. like, I was like, "Oh. Actually, I remember that Scorpion album. Let me go listen to more of it, right?" Yeah. And as I'm listening to Scorpion and I'm listening to Eve rap and I'm listening to the content that she put out there. I was like, "Huh." Where, where is this female rapper in today's radio? Right, I'm not saying in general. Like I know there's female rappers out there, but they're not being, um, they're not being promoted. They're not, they're not headlining shows. They're not the ones you see all over, um, your phone. Right, it's not them. And they let, me, and I was like, yo, female rap have a problem because it is literally one lane. For female rappers right now and that yeah. one lane is how good my pussy is <laughs> um, like that's yeah. it like every song every new song i would say in the last just say this year in 2023 every new song that y'all are popping off it's literally the same ish same stuff the same ish right and to put it in to put it in context, right? So where I'm like, because there's always been female rappers like this, right? What I'm saying mm-hmm. is there was always two lanes. Now there's only one yeah. lane. For every little Kim, there was the brat, right? For mm-hmm. Trina, we had Eve, right? Like there was yeah. balance. There was balance, yeah. There was balance, but I, I I can't I can't I don't I can't even think of the names. But for every Sexy Red, I think that's somebody, right? Mm-hmm. That's Sexy Red, yeah. Um, I'm out of town, booty hole brown. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Which um, I love. I love that song. I do. I can't. Uh, I mean, well, Ice Spice. I I think that's where I'm. I'm stuck. You're gonna have to help me out with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. So you got Sexy Red. You got Ice Spice. You have. Who else? You have Sukiana, which I've, I've told y'all before. She, yeah. She's one of my former students. I listened to a um, few new songs from Dream Doll because I heard her. I heard her interview on okay. um, an NPR podcast, Louder Than a Riot, where she talked about okay. um, all the work that she had done and all the work she's getting removed. Um, yeah. And she had a song talking about it. I was like, oh, this is actually, yeah. you know, a story, lyrics. Huh. Yeah. What a novelty in the rap, what a novelty in the rap game right now. You you're talking about something. Um so I know Dream Doll. Um I feel like there's a big one that we're missing. Lotto. Lotto. You have Megan the Stallion. You have uh well well Megan's kinda not really in that class. She's kinda in the Cardi B class. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Megan is kind of like she's she's kind of like 
in that mama class, like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion. Mm-hmm. Of course, Lil' Kim is like kind of like I, I don't want to say grandmama, but like the the the, the grandma. Yeah, I mean that's that's like class. the Trinas and all them, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, but yeah. like yeah, this I guess is new wave, right? The the new wave yeah. of like TikTok rappers or these Instagram yeah. famous rappers, like Doja Cat. Every time I would consider, yeah, City Girls. Yeah, every time I like just try to listen to a new song that y'all are talking about, I'm like, yo, it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. Saucy Santana. <laughs> he was on that podcast as well. And I was like, oh, let me go listen to a song. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, <laughs> like, I try. Yeah. Like, I, I try. I literally try because I, I hate being that old guy where, like, yo, y'all music is trash nowadays. Um, yeah, because our parents were like that. Like, yeah, our parents, y'all music is trash, right? So, and like, I'm like, this is Wu Tang. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Wu Tang ain't trash. So, like, How dare you? I try not to be that. I try not to be that adult, right? Like, no, let me listen, right. right? And I'm just like, yo, I just, I can't. Like, I just can't. Yeah. I can't. Um, so yeah, I miss. It, it, I miss stories. Like, I need you to talk about something. Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely miss the stories. I think Megan is is a great storyteller and she can really rock it off. I think Megan teeters the line at times like mm-hmm. between the new age and the she she bridges that gap between the older school rap and the the new age, right? She does have a lot of p-popping songs and stuff like that. She can also tell a good story. I think that the new TikTok girls like Ice Spice I don't like her at all. I'm just gonna be honest and in 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 blatant about my disdain for this little girl. She literally the first song I heard from her was she and her mood, she and her mood, she and her mood, goddamn, she and her mood. And I'm like, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> she in her mood? Like what mood? Like you you just nasty, I guess. You just <laughs> bitter? Like, you don't want to be bothered? Like, well, then don't be bothered. What's happening? Like, it's it's weird to me. It's it's weird. And I get that there is always a double standard, right? Like, mm-hmm. universally, there's always For a sure. double standard between female rap and male rap and stuff like that. And I think that I can speak for both of us when I say that, you know, we're, we're looking for the same. Because even with male rap, there's still that there's still a need for that balance too, right? Like as all the gangster money, drugs, bees, hoes, or anything, you name it, there has to be that balance, right? Like we had the Lupe's, we had the LL Cool J's, we had the this, we had the that. So it was, it's just like going into a cologne store, right? And you smelling all these colognes and then you shake up the little coffee beans and refresh your palate, right? Like that, those are the refreshes of the palate from all the other stuff because the, the market is saturated with the other stuff. But then you have that quality stuff too, like the Lupe's, the LL Cool J's, the Commons, the this, the that, who provide you with that just refresher. And I think right now we are stuck with female rap is that in the sense that there's no real refresher right now. All of it is the same formula, and that is a little bit problematic. Now, you do have some really good artists that are not getting shine. You got, uh, not Kalani, um, you got uh, Mm LaKaylee, 
Who else you got? Um, shoot, it's, see, it's so uncommon that I can't even name a lot of folks. I, I listen to a lot of LaKayla. I listen to a lot of um, what is her name? She's another artist. I, I can't remember what her name is right now, but I will get it eventually. It'll come back to me. But there's, she's good, and she is not like one of the P-pop artists or the TikTok artists. Yeah, but that's why I said like. There, I'm not saying that every female rap, like we're not saying every female rapper is in this lane. What we're saying is every female rapper that we hear about is in this lane. Like that's the issue, right? Like as it relates to, as you mentioned, like with with male rappers, right? While they'll give us a, I don't know, a f- future. There is a NBA young boy. Then there's a um, Dave East. There's a mm-hmm. Jorner Lucas. There's yep. a little easy word. Like everyone has their own like lane and their own style, mm-hmm. right? Where every yep. female rap song that I hear that is popped, it's the mm-hmm. same thing. Like that's what that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like everything that has popped off is the same thing, and they haven't they haven't allowed multiple lanes for female rappers to live in a space where you can have different like where you can have our variety. Like there's just not yeah. a lot of our variety right now, and that's the issue that I have, where yeah. I shouldn't have to search so hard for a female rapper that has more storytelling. Yeah. That has more substance. Like that's 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 where I'm at with it. Like, where are they at? And if y'all know any, please let me know. Because I just I enjoy music, right? I enjoy music. So if someone's good, I want to know about it. I enjoy lyrics. I enjoy storytelling. Um, more times than not. Now, yeah, there are those moments where I can give a damn about lyrics, and I just want a nice hook and a beat. Like I get that. Mm-hmm. There's balance, yeah. but it just can't be all that yeah and and the market's so saturated with it because that's what's that's what's popping right that's, like what's, that's popping. what's famous that's what you know gets you instagram likes and all that kind of stuff like that like it's it's fast rap is what i'm going to call it it's fast rap just like fast fashion just like fast stimulation from these apps and stuff like that we want everything bottled up and microwave so quickly and fast that it blows up overnight but it doesn't last long like th- there's no longevity in this we're going to revert back to other stuff and yeah. but or we'll evolve into other stuff and i'm scared of what that might be have y'all seen have you seen those tiktoks of rap in the future we'd be like ah! Ah! No. Like, that's what rap is going to evolve into is just people saying I I and I'm like, like I I can't so I I Google like top female artists. Um, mm-hmm. I just heard of Rico Nasty. She she's she's nice. Rico Nasty's dope. She's nice. Yeah. Tiara Wack is another one. Tiara Wack. Really I, I know Tiara Wack. Um, mm-hmm. She she's dope. Um, um, Flo Millie borders the line. I like her though. Uh, I like her rap and I like her sound too. Uh, whatever happened to Tink? Tink used to be solid. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know what happened to Tink. Yeah, you're right. Who knows? I don't know. Once again, because she wasn't pee popping. Booted so. out. 
Yeah, <laughs> oh. that's right. Um, she, she got booted out. But that's honestly, I, music has changed so drastically because of streaming. Yeah. And, and yeah. the fact that like artists today can put out so much music in shorter time frames, right? Where mm-hmm. they're just like, whatever they record that night, they're just like throwing out. Versus when you only have one shot every year or two to make a really solid project they took their time with it right like they had multiple songs that they would choose from and really put together a solid project and yeah i feel like right now there's just so many artists today that just like oh i just recorded this right now and i'm gonna put this out to the world because they can't mm-hmm. and I'm like it's just not good like you're not it's not you're not putting any space in between your projects so you have no new experiences to talk about i think that's the issue Right, like you have no new experiences to talk about. I just finished, um, um, damn, what's the name of the book? Um, it's a Biggie Smalls biography, um, that was written by Justin Tinsley. Um, and he he really did a great job of just detailing the growth, even though it was only like a year and some change between Ready to Die and Life After Death, but just how different those two albums were and they were different because of the lived experience big was able to live throughout a year and he was able to rap about that lived experiences right so it's not like he put out ready to die and then three months later he was dropping something new ready to die had to live like your album had to live for a year right yeah you had to have multiple singles on one album because it had to live for at least a year right Mm -hmm. um which gave artists time to grow, go through life experiences. So it was all a dream. That's uh, that's the name of the book. It was all a dream. Big in the world mm-hmm. that made him. It's a great book. Um, great, great, oh, okay. great I'm read. Have to, uh, have to grab that. And that's I feel that has hurt music because we mm-hmm. just get people just shelling out stuff constantly. Like it's yep. never ending. Soon as one project drops, they are already working on a new one. That's why, like the great the artists that people really truly enjoy and love, they make you wait, right? Like I'm not mm-hmm. a big fan of Lil Uzi Vert, but he does have an anticipated album. You know why? Because it's been a while since he dropped something. Yeah, I don't know about this 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 new Lil Uzi Vert. I'm <laughs> okay with that. I've never been a fan. Like I, I so I can't speak to that, but I can speak to. Once again, um, his fans wanting new project weird. because his last project was in 2020. Mm-hmm. Right? So he gave you three years before he gave you something new. Before that, right. Love is Rage 2 was 2017. Right? So he's like every three oh, okay. years, he's giving you an album versus mm-hmm. somebody who's giving you an album every six months <laughs> just like yeah. yo go live a little go live a yeah. little that was like my issue a whole different topic why i'm not i'm not that big of a fan of kevin hart stand up anymore because yeah. it's like you're just everywhere you're doing it every year i'm like yo take a break live just live a little live a little right yeah. she so. was riding that wave Oh, I mean, because 
he I think he's had the longest stretch, right? Because majority, like when it comes to black comedians, like you only had like this window before yeah. they kicked you out and it was like another new black comedian came on board. And Kev has yeah. sustained it for a minute. Like he has been that for a minute. Now, not anymore. I think he's falling off because I haven't seen he ain't been in movies like that. Everything's straight to Netflix now. Mm-hmm. So he's not the big box office draw that he was early on. So like, there's like a void that some new black comedian probably is going to step into. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's why. Uh, but yeah, I've never been a Kevin Hart fan. I'm sorry, I, I don't like it. I don't like his comedy. <laughs> it's whack to me. I was like, I said, yeah. I was a huge like early on before he before he blew. I was like a huge Kevin yeah. Hart fan. Like I saw him live a few times. Like I was a huge mm-hmm. Kevin Hart fan, and then once he like blew, it, it all changed for me. Yeah, like, it all I, changed. I ain't never. It, yeah. it just not, never was really funny to me. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, you yeah. had an educated. Mm-hmm. You had an educated or foolish. Let's uh, drop that before so we get up out of here. Yeah. So we live in the Tinder swindler or Tinder swindle age, right? So we live in, speaking of, you know, fast stimulation, fast music, fast rap, all that kind of stuff like that. So we live in an age of fast love as well, where all you got to do is swipe left or swipe right, and you could, you know, not find your soulmate, or you could. So this week's Educated or Foolish comes from a screenshot of a text conversation that a young man put on Facebook, and then it started making this rounds on Twitter, all that kind of stuff like that, where a young lady responded to him from a message that he sent to her about a date. So I am going to read the text message, okay? So the text message said, hey, this is Vance, smiley face. She said, hi, smiley face. He says, hope you've had a great day. I'm excited for tomorrow. I can pick you up, but if you're not comfortable with that, we can just meet there. I don't know why, but I'm feeling like getting some ice cream in this hot weather, LOL. She responds back a little bit later, sorry if this may come off as rude, but I don't do ice cream dates. I'm a 26-year-old woman, and a date like that seems like the absolute bare minimum for me. Meeting up would be a waste of both of our time since we probably don't have the same vibe. Best wishes. And he says, cool, sunglass face. (laughs) So, from what you just heard, educated or foolish, was she educated or foolish for making this comment to him when he mentioned that he'd like to go for ice cream on a hot day or get some ice cream on a hot day. Yo, people really be asking stupid questions like, why am I single? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is exhibit A as to why many of Mm -hmm. you are single. Yep. Right? Like, what have people... I think people have forgotten like what a date is is like what's the goal of a date right the goal of a date is for me to like get to know who you are see if we have common interests see if we click right like that's what a date is for yeah it isn't for me to show you the lifestyle i can provide you if you're hello. with me hello that's not the purpose of a date and I feel like so many people now, that is their purpose. Like when you take me on a date, you need to show me why I need to be with you, right? Like what can you provide you me? What can you do for me? Like how can you elevate my lifestyle, right? Or how can you accommodate my lifestyle? Yo, I thought that was a 
really like it was hot. Mm-hmm. Let's just meet up. Let's go get some ice cream. We can walk around. We can talk. We can get to know each other. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Like, versus what she probably wanted was like, hey, I know this expensive ass steakhouse <laughs> that that you want that we can go to. Mm-hmm. We can have this expensive ass yep. meal. Um, and maybe we have a good conversation there. But it's all predicated on this meal that I provided you versus this experience that we had, right? Yeah. Like I, I saw something, some somebody was mad because he saw she liked to hike and he was like, yo, he proposed the first date be a hike. And she's like, I just do that on my free time. I don't want to do that as a day. It's like, I tried to do something you enjoy. You enjoy, yeah. Like this is I thought you enjoyed this. How are you mad that I I am present, I'm aware, and I noticed this is a hobby of hers. Let's do a hobby of hers. And you're upset. So it's foolish. All this is foolish. And that's is why yeah. this is why so many of y'all are single. Is because y'all expectations and once again, it's social media, dog. It's the Instagram world. It's like everything you mm-hmm. do the reason why the ice cream date wasn't great for you is because you can't put that on your you can't share that right that's not shareable which to I, me I am, it would be but to her it's not yeah, shareable i'm flabbergasted it's not it's not it's not eating overpriced sushi at nobu's on the beach in malibu right hello taking hello. pictures of foggy ass malibu and no like <laughs> Um, right. Okay. Like it's, it's it's for everybody else. It isn't actually what you're trying to achieve, and that's finding somebody that you could potentially spend your time with. Right. Right. Speaking of Malibu, uh, I have to tell you my story of how I almost got arrested at Malibu. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> now you got to tell the story. <laughs> But yeah, I, I agree with you. This is pretty pretty foolish. A date is supposed to be about, again, as Jeff mentioned, you getting to know someone, going out, just seeing if y'all vibe, seeing if y'all have chemistry, things of that nature, getting to know each other's interests and things of that nature. It should not be about how my money can support you or how I can provide you with the things that you may not even be able to provide for yourself. And I have some friends who have gone through experiences like this where they have had folks who have wanted these nice, fancy dates, and they've taken them out on them because my, my, my friends are gentlemen, I will say that. And I, I, I will say, I, I it's, you know, Jeff is my podcast partner and my friend, so I'd like to say I, I have some pretty decent friends, right? I have a good sense of picking friends. And they've taken these folks out on dates, and then that person starts to take advantage, right? They'll make up these really crazy excuses for why they need some support, why they need some money. Oh, I don't have my rent this week. Can you spot me a couple hundred dollars? And then they block them, all types of other stuff, right? Like, there are predators out here that take advantage of people's good intentions and goodwill. And that should not be the case for anyone. And spot those things as soon as possible. I was proud of Vance when he sent that emoji cool glasses emoji face peace deuce deuce because <laughs> guess what because nowhere in that text also did he say that oh i want to take you on an ice cream date 
He just said, hey, I'm excited for our date. I want, I also want to take you for some ice cream, right? So that could have been mm-hmm. an addition to whatever, whatever the date was going to be. And I would, listen, you, you tell me you got ice cream. I'm about to tell you, hey, you want to come back to my house? Like, because <laughs> ice cream will get me, boy. I'm a cheap date. I'm a real cheap date. <laughs> um, and my partner knows it. Um, that's why we work so well. Well, well, he's not a cheap date, but I'm a very cheap date. <laughs> like ice cream, yes, please. Let's Take think, me. right? Once again, why y'all saying y'all are fumbling the bags before y'all even get them? Yeah, like you don't even know what else was in store. Like you're perfectly right. Like that could have been the nightcap. Yeah. I could have rented out a whole ass helicopter and hovered you over the city while we ship oh champagne God. and love it. You ain't going to know that because you killed it off at, Hey, we should probably get some ice cream because it's hot as hell out here. Yep. And now some other girl on her Instagram with pictures and, and Vance got pictures of him booed up with her. And now you want to get with Vance cause you see what Vance can do. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, and that also leads into when you fall in love with someone's pocket it also leads into these short relationships where people saying, oh, I get bored easily or whatever have you. No, you don't get bored easily. You just don't have a personality of your own. You just don't have anything going for yourself. And so you put it on the other person to provide you with these things that you're seeing on Instagram to continue to support you so that you can get likes, shares and all other kind of stuff like that. And again, that feeds into the problem that y'all have relationships are not always going to be fun. Relationships are not always going to be exciting. Relationships are not always going to be what you want to be in. Trust and believe. Sometimes, you know, I know my partner be wanting to smack the hell out of me and be like, look, when I leave out this house, I might not come back. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. I'm a difficult person to be with. And at times he is as well, but we make it work because we we understand the person, right? We see beyond that. We see beyond what is, you know, what, what this person can do for me. We, we see the companionship. We see, you know, when I'm not feeling well, he's there for me. When he's not feeling well, I'm there for him. Like, that's what companionship is all about. And that's what y'all keep getting into these nostalgic stances about, like, well, why did my grandparents last in the 40s and 50s and all this other kind of stuff like that? Because your grandmama put up with a lot of bullshit. And so did your granddaddy to some ends. Yeah, I mean, we all have our they flaws. They made it work. We all have our flaws, right? Like, no one no one is in a perfect relationship. No one. Nope. Right. No one. No one. Right? Um, you try to get as close to perfect as you can. And I feel yep. like that's where I'm at with, with my marriage, right? We're close to perfect as yep. we can. Are there things yeah. that I do to aggravate her? Every fucking day. <laughs> um, okay. right we all we all come into relationships with baggage the difference is are you yeah. coming <clears throat> are you gonna come in with a carry-on or are you gonna do with oversized luggage hello like that's the difference right hopefully hello. hopefully you're only bringing a carry-on to your relationship yeah yeah and that's it period so uh, yeah so y'all y'all be wise with these relationship choices that y'all are out here making or these dating choices that y'all out here making, including not going on dates because you don't feel like the date is sufficient enough. What does he owe you? He don't owe you jack. He don't owe you nothing. I'm a 26-year-old woman. We probably don't vibe well. 26? 
girl, you probably still poor and struggling like everybody else was at 26. Mm-hmm. And if you are making good money, kudos to you, boo. Because if a man says, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, I want to take you on a do- date and I want to take you out for ice cream and you making money at 26 year old, you'd be like, okay, cool. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? You, that should be your response because if you got your own money, you can take yourself out to go eat. I take myself out to eat all the time. And I have a partner <laughs> for the last three years that I live with. And sometimes I take myself out on a date because I'm like, this is what I want at this moment. And this is how I want to treat myself. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. Like, you can tag along if you want. <laughs> yeah. Tag along to my date. Well, no, I don't want him to tag along to my date because I, I, I like my date time. But <laughs> by myself. I'm taking myself out on the date today to go to the movie by myself. And so, yeah. we're going to end it there. <laughs> before yeah. we get in trouble. Uh, okay, there we go. <laughs> so, for one half of the Educated Foods, this is Dr. J. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Peace, everybody. Peace.